We're in the book of Romans this morning. Romans chapter 6, verses 8 through 18. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your bodies to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not be your master because you are not under the law but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey. Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that you used to be slaves to sin. You wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you, which you were entrusted. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. This is the word of God for the people of God. The breastplate of righteousness. It's what we're grabbing a hold of today. The breastplate of righteousness. In modern terms, we would look at it as a bulletproof vest. Right? A breastplate was designed to protect your vital organs. Much like a bulletproof vest. Designed to protect your vital organs. Righteousness is the breastplate that protects your vital organs. Righteousness protects your heart. Sermon in a sentence. Righteousness protects your heart. We can look at what righteousness is and talk about what righteousness is, but more so today, it's not the question of what it is. The question is who it is. That's what we need to focus on. The passage that we just read talks about Christ died and is alive again. We are dead to sin when we accept him. We are alive in him. And Christ is righteousness. We're going to talk a little bit about what righteousness is. But we need to grasp the fact that when we talk about righteousness, we're talking about Christ. We're talking about the who. We're talking about who he is, all that he represents. Everything of who he is given to us to put on to protect our hearts.
To be righteous means to act in accordance with all of God's laws, statutes, and without sin or guilt. That's what righteousness is. We've all pointed the finger at someone and called them righteous, self-righteous, holier than thou. I could go on, but I think we get the point, right? We've all done that at some point in time. Some may be rightfully so. Other times we do that is because, quite honestly, it's because we've been convicted. Right? Uh, who do they think they are? Blah, 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 blah. And the whole time in our minds we're thinking, oh, it's because I've done this and I've said that and I've done this and I can't meet that standard. And I feel ashamed because of it. Right? The point of that righteous person doing whatever they, they did was not to bring us to shame. You realize that? It's not to bring us to shame. It's not to point things out to us about you need to get your life right. The reason that people do those things and they act that way is because righteousness protects your heart. The stance that I take in, in following the scriptures and what the Lord wants me to do and those type of things is not to guilt anybody. It's not to shame anyone. It's because I know that if I do these things and I follow these laws, then God will protect me. I love you guys. But it ain't got much to do with you. It's got everything to do with me and protecting me and therefore protecting my family and that we are in right standing with the Lord because His hand of favor and grace and blessing will be upon me. That's a promise. I want that. I want that. And because I want that, then I do my best to act in accordance with God's laws and statutes. Plain and simple. His righteousness gives me hope. It gives me hope that He is going to protect my family, that He's going to watch out for us, that His hand of favor will be upon us. That's my hope is found in His righteousness. So it's not about being better than someone else. It's not about being holier than thou. It's not about being self-righteous. It simply boils down to this. I believe what God said, and I want that for my family. Plain and simple. Paul tells us to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Okay? He tells us to put that on. Fantastic how you do that. Right? That's great. That's fantastic. I just love that, but I have no idea how you do that. 
Here we go. Ready? Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So what does that mean? It means to pursue it. Just like you would pursue your high school diploma. Some of us a little more focused than others. Just like you would pursue a a degree in college. Just like you would pursue your driver's license. Just like you would pursue anything that you want. You put your mind to it. You understand what it takes. You jump through the hoops. You take the classes. You take the tests. You learn. You're in pursuit of it. Pursue his righteousness. But what are his righteousness? His righteousness, righteousness are his laws and his statutes. Where are they found? Here in the Bible. Read it. Learn it. Understand who he is. That's seeking righteousness. Is pursuing that. Second, pray. Ask for it. Ask for it. Matthew 5, 6. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be satisfied. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. Well, Ian, I don't hunger and thirst for righteousness. <laughs> Ian, I forget to pray before my meals. Ian, I forget. I don't, I don't hunger for these kind of things. I've been there. You guys probably think I wake up every morning and go, man, I just can't wait to just open up my Bible. I can't wait to be on my knees. You probably think that, man, Ian just is all the time. He just loves this stuff. That's all he wants to do. I'm not like that at all. I'm not like that at all. And I know that you aren't either. And there was a point in time in my life where I'm like, you know what? As a matter of fact, I think I was in seminary. And I'm like, I am in seminary studying God and I don't want to do this. Right? I'm not the only one. So do you know what hit me? Ask. Ask for it. Pray for it. Really? You mean I'm going to ask God for the desire, to have the desire, to know Him? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That's what God is looking for because that is as real and as raw as it can get. And I'm sure he probably turned around to some of the angels and goes, Hey man, you know there's this guy, Ian, he's down in seminary, he's supposed to be learning about me. Guess what he just asked me? If he would have the desire to desire to know me. And I'm sure there was a party in heaven that day. Because it's real. And when we get to the point of going, I just don't want to do this, or I just don't understand this, then you know what? Those are barriers that God would joyfully break down. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be satisfied. But Pastor Ian, I don't hunger and thirst for righteousness. Then ask him to change your heart. Ask him to change your heart. That is part of our pursuit of righteousness. That righteousness which covers us, that righteousness which is is who God is and his laws and his statutes. 
that righteousness which protects our hearts. Ask for it. Third, first, seek, pursue it. Second, pray, ask for it. Third, Romans 4, 3. But what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Third, believe you will have what you ask for. Believe. God has told us to ask for these things. Believe his promises. Believe his promises. Because that's part of the righteousness. As you step forward into the things that that God has, his laws, his statutes, his ways of life, as you step into those things, believe that it's true and that he will protect you. Because he will. Seek, pray, and believe. That is putting on your breastplate. That's putting on your breastplate. At the end of the passage that we read this morning, Paul's writing and he says, You have been set free from sin and you have become slaves to righteousness. Well, that sounds fantastic. Who wants to sign up to be a slave? Am I the only one? No, (laughs) Nancy. That's, in in our minds, we think of slave as, as a certain way. And that's not what Paul's saying here. It's, it's where you have voluntarily submitted yourself wholly to another. You have voluntarily submitted yourself wholly to another. That happened when you said, I do. You voluntarily submitted yourself to another, right? That happens when you say, yes, I'll take that job. You voluntarily... (laughs) I know some of us are starting to get twitches, right? But you voluntarily submitted yourself to that position, right? Right? And, and, and even as far as our, our jobs and all are concerned, we, 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 we so have voluntarily submitted ourselves to those things that we even allow that career to dictate life at home, don't we? We've submitted ourselves that fully into that. What Paul is saying here is that you have voluntarily submitted yourselves into a relationship with Christ and his righteousness, which means to follow his laws and his precepts and his statutes. What we get out of that is protection. Some things that we may look at our jobs and go, yeah, I may have voluntarily given myself into all this, but I ain't getting a whole lot in return right now. That's not how God works. Because his promises are true. So when you step into this relationship with the Lord, you have voluntarily submitted yourselves to him and his precepts and his truths and his promises. I'm telling you, church, you're the one that's getting the better end of the deal. 
without question. Because He is faithful and He will protect your heart. So the righteousness that we're talking about here is, yes, there are laws and there are precepts, there are truths, there are promises that we need to know from the Bible. But this is who God is. This is who Jesus is. He is our protector because he is righteous. So putting on the breastplate of righteousness is to pursue God, to pursue the knowledge and understanding of who he is, to, to pursue his precepts, to pursue his, his statutes, to know his promises for you. And wear them. Act like and live like you have them because you do. You see, the breastplate also it defends and it protects. And we know the fiery darts, right? Has anybody learned more about fiery darts and how many actually you have in your quiver? It's like an unlimited amount, isn't it? It's like they just they're, they're always there. It's amazing. But the breastplates are designed to defend against those because most times when... We'll, we'll accuse other people. Most times when, when other people shoot arrows at us, right? When other people shoot arrows at us, we let them land on us because we don't know how God sees us. We don't know the promises that we've been given. When God whispers in your ears, you know what? Things aren't as they seem. Don't be deceived. Yeah, but so-and-so said this, and you've got this one that's just right through the heart, you know? But I know what they said, and I know that I'm not like that, but the whole time it, you let it sit in there, and you let it fester, and it gets worse, and it gets worse, and then all of a sudden how you feel is what you begin to speak like, and how you begin to speak impacts your family, and down the line it goes. But if we would have known the promise... That never would have pierced us. That's the breastplate. And that's the job of the breastplate. Because it's righteous. It's truth. And it protects your heart. So that's what the breastplate is for. But to engage it. To put it on. We have to accept the righteousness of who God is. And that is the truth of his word. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it's difficult. But it's true. That's why we put the belt of truth on first. The breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness is protecting your heart. Righteousness protects your heart. We according to the terms used in the Bible, are slaves to righteousness. We're slaves to it. We have willingly, voluntarily given ourselves over to the truths of who God is and the promises and all the other great stuff that comes with it. That's what enables us and empowers us to be who God designed us to be, to step into our callings, 
and allow Him to be seen through all of those things. That's why. His righteousness. So my encouragement to you to engage and make sure that your breastplate is on, pursue righteousness. Learn it. Ask for it. That was so enlightening to me. To, I can ask God for that? Yeah. Absolutely. Every one of my children that would come up and ask me, God, Ian, how... how how do you want me to be and understand? What do you want me to know? Would not every parent want that? What do you want me to know? Dad, what promises do you have for me that I can own? That I can use as my protection in this world? Would you not just love that conversation? That's all God's asking for. Sit down with me. Let me talk to you. There's some wonderful things that I have to share with you, about you, that will protect you and help you be everything that I've created you to be. Just sit and listen because I want to share these with you. That's God's invitation to us. So that he can share his righteousness and his truths and his promises with us. So that we can go be and do. Father, Lord God, we thank you for this day that you've given us. God, just this time that we can be with you. And that you can speak to our hearts. That you can speak into our lives. So that we better know what it is that you want to do in us. That you want to do through us. But Father, we just ask you to make us into those people who are righteous and who know you and who will trust you and who will believe in you. Father, thank you for loving us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.